episode 99. The Wayne Gretzky of episodes. That's right. The Mike McCrary of episodes. Mike McCrary. Howdy, it's Tuesday, May 21st, 2019, and this is episode 99 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I'm pumped because I have a room booked in Atlantic City on June oh. 14th. I do not. I have nothing booked. You should get on I don't even know if I'm going, but I'm pretty sure I'm going. Yeah, I guess I am not 100% sure I'm going, but it seems pretty likely, considering that I have a room booked at the Hard Rock. Meh, I have a room booked in Las Vegas, and I'm definitely not going to that, so it doesn't <laughs> really mean anything. That's true. It is Hard Rock free cancellation until 4 p.m. the night before. They yes. give you a lot of time. That reminds me, I should cancel my room in Las Vegas. But I will not do it now, because our audience would not like that. <laughs> Let's just take a break while you go <laughs> cancel your stuff. Clack, 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 clack. All right, so what happened in 1999? Uh, a couple of things. The Atlantic City Aquarium opened on May 1st. Mm-hmm. You've been to the Atlantic City Aquarium. Yeah, it's great for kids, I think. I think it's really fantastic. There's lots of fish to touch and look at and a couple shows. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, the other thing is that the Trump World's Fair closed on October 3rd. We've already previously in the podcast said what we believe that it looks like and... Uh, I don't think it was a big loss to lose it. It never did very well. Is it a reasonable trade? In comes the Atlantic City Aquarium, out goes the Trump's World Fair. Trump World's Fair. So normally I would say that it's never a reasonable fair to trade a casino for a non-casino. But in this instance, just because by all accounts, and it was before both of our times, the Trump's World Fair was so crappy, I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, the the aquarium is still there. I mean, I guess you could make the same argument about, like, Peanut World. But, yeah, it's fine. Anyways, what about 1899? I couldn't find anything. Yeah, you couldn't find anything, so I took it upon myself before this episode aired uh, to do a little searching. And I found some, well, a magical one-page from the Philadelphia Times, August 27th, 1899. And... uh, I feel that it's simultaneously just a perfect representation of the journalism of the day and of Atlantic City. So just so you guys can uh, live some of the magic, I just want to read a couple snippets from it. So this is about Atlantic City in August of 1899. Never has Atlantic City had such an August in the number of visitors and the places of those who reluctantly return home are quickly filled by newcomers who intend to stay until the middle of September or the 1st of October. The boardwalk, the avenues, the hotels, the places of amusement, and the cafes are full of people and as lively as a week ago. And unless all signs fail, the last Sunday of the month will find the town crowded with excursionists. Many thousands came in today and yesterday over the Reading and Pennsylvania roads, and many more thousands from Philadelphia and other nearby points will be here tomorrow, unless the weather is unfavorable. This has been a week of solid, genuine pleasure for Atlantic's visitors. Nature smiled her sweetest. The past seven days have been a continual round of outdoor pleasures and indoor gaieties. 
The weather was magnificent, the temperature refreshing, bathing was at its best, and the surf black with thousands who disported in the waves daily. Sailing and fishing parties were numerous, while golf, baseball, riding, cycling, and driving had their full share of attention. Euchre, cakewalks, dances, concerts, and other social functions fully occupied the remainder of the time indoors. There's never been a time here when one had so many opportunities for healthful recreation and solid, solid pleasure. The nights have been glorious by the shore. The full moon has beamed its brightest on this brilliant scene by night. Lovers have lingered long past the midnight hour on the boardwalk, <laughs> pier, and plaza. Billing and cooing in the soft light, intoxicated with the charm of the seductive surroundings. The summer girl has made many conquests, yet she is loath to quit Atlantic City while so much joy crowds her life in these magnificent days and glorious nights. What? So, and it just goes on like that, and it's it's just fantastic. So, so my my favorite part is that the first three quarters of that, at the very least, said nothing. Like, oh no, none of it said anything. <laughs> it's just like it's Atlantic City. There's a beach. There's some shit on the boardwalk. People are. I here. mean, this people this is hundred percent like the editor being like, "Yo, I need two pages out of you," and him being like, "Crap." Exactly. Yeah, All right, I can make two pages. Yeah, I too was in middle and high school once. <laughs> uh, I like the language, though. It's very. Uh, it's so, it's so good. I, I told Craig before the uh, the episode that it, it is simultaneously the best and worst writing I've ever read in my life. Nobody writes like this anymore. Well, we've really missed out. So, so is there anything of note in this? What about one of the finest concerts of the season? <laughs> Uh, why don't you tell us about it? Apparently, very noteworthy, one of the finest concerts of the season will be given in the Steel Pier Hall at 9 o'clock tomorrow evening by Miss Mary E. Halleck and Leo Schultz. Miss Halleck is a handsome Philadelphia girl and is considered to be one of the most intellectual and promising American pianists. Mr. Schultz has won fame with the Boston Symphony Orchestra and is without rival as a cellist. A large and fashionable audience will be on hand to greet these artists. And it will be a red-letter affair in the musical history of Atlantic City. I can't believe that didn't show up in the Google results. <laughs> it's inconceivable. Well, I mean, just just one more clip, just so everyone knows. Many beautiful girls and handsome matrons were here this season. Indeed, the summer of 1899 has been notable for the large number of leaders and social circles from towns all over the country. Their sway is absolute in the hotels, on the boardwalk, and in the surf, and they have devoted attendants at all hours of day and evening, who come and go in obedience to their slightest wish. No other resort in America compares today with Atlantic in this one feature, at least. Among the notable beauties of the season are the Mrs. Alice and Martha Price, who are guests <laughs> at the Rudolph. They are fine types of up-to-date Southern girls, and by their attractive personalities, won a host of admirers at the shore. They will what? remain here until the close of summer. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> One of the most notable women at the seaside is Madame Marie Tavery. She is a beautiful blonde and well-known in Grand Opera. <laughs> Madame Tavery has been delighting thousands of music lovers at the Auditorium Pier this week with her splendid singing. Her beauty, grace, and amiability add to her artistic accomplishments, and she's won fresh laurels in this city by the sea. <laughs> so wait, let's go back to the first two women mentioned. Sure. Was, was the dude just like hanging out and he's like, they're hot, and then wrote him <laughs> up? A hundred percent. One of the prettiest Philadelphia girls seen here this year is Miss M. Frazier, who's the guest of Mrs. B. M. Esther and her daughter, Miss Elizabeth Isler, who are passing several weeks at the Lorraine. The dude is just like hanging out at hotels being like, yeah, that chick's hot. How do you get that job? It's amazing. That was the job. 
Also, I mean, I won't read anymore, but there was, as you pointed out, just like a list of people who checked into the hotels. Yeah. Including the Dennis. It's on there. None of the other hotels are still around, but no, the Dennis. May no it live forever. Shelfante Head and Hall or anything like that. No. Just the, the Wiltshire. Yeah. 1899 was a long time ago. I don't know if you know that. It was a very long time ago. 120 years. years. Yeah. So thank you for reading that. That was, uh, wow, that was something. That was magical. So I, I know that we've gotten a couple suggestions. If, if you all are bad at math or counting, uh, our next episode is episode 100. And uh, I think, you know, one of the possibilities for a way we could celebrate it is that me and you can just do dramatic readings of things. I can read newspaper articles from the 19th century. You can read uh, marketed materials that casinos send out. The 21st century. Especially for Kiss Kiss a Go-Go. Yeah. It can be like a rap battle, but the nerdiest way possible. And we could do we could do that. We could do like an extra long six hour episode yeah, of it, like a like, reading. Like a poetry jam sort of. Like some slam poetry. Yeah. I think this all sounds perfect. I think this so is what people a, want that's for a possibility. A uh, yeah. friend of the show, Paul S, also recommended that we celebrate episode one hundred by doing an extra deep dive into all of the Atlantic <laughs> City financials. And who are we to disagree with such a fine suggestion? I mean, he's the guy who suggested the eighteen hundreds thing, which has been <laughs> a gold mine, so I don't so know. another possibility is a, a several hour episode on line by line Atlantic City financials, <laughs> us talking about what each one of them means. Yeah, I think that's good. That'll be good. Uh we could open up a special line for listeners to call in and tell us how great we are. If you are uh, sufficiently kind to us, we could play your call and talk about how right you were in the episode. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. That was a surprise. I know you didn't. I didn't run that by you first, but I, I thought it might be a good idea. Do you have any other ideas, Craig? No, I mean, I think that pretty much nails it. Yeah. I know you've been suggesting, you know, renting out a, a hall somewhere and doing it a live podcast in front of a live studio audience i think we could do that with two weeks notice yeah i mean i don't know what arena wouldn't be thrilled to have us uh, yeah the preeminent atlantic city podcast i don't see how we wouldn't sell out boardwalk hall but i don't i think we should probably be shooting for a bigger venue than that yeah it's yeah we might have to move it to philadelphia yeah i was just thinking <laughs> like lincoln financial field or whatever right. like this <laughs> yeah i think you're right i think i I think the real trouble with the plans is containing it, finding something that can can actually hold yeah. everyone who wants to be there. All of our many listeners. Many listeners. Many listeners. The best listeners, people are saying. Uh, I, I think in terms of news for us, I mean, it seems like we're a go for Atlantic City the 13th and 14th of June. 14th and 15th, I think. Eh, Whatever. You're, you're, yeah, we're trying to figure that out, I guess. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to pull. I'd like to pull 13th through 15th, but we'll see. Yeah, so I have a room booked the 14th at Hard Rock. So 14th to the 15th, Friday to Saturday. I would probably leave midday, Saturday or something. Yeah, I'm going to be leaving pretty early on Saturday, I think, if if that's what I do. Um, so I would guess. It's plausible I could leave really late Friday night, too. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, so that's still in the table for I me, come too. Down on Thursday. Like, I mean, I could take, like, you know, the 3 a.m. bus or whatever on Thursday, on Friday night into right. Saturday. I would, but I, I could leave at, like, midnight on Friday. Greatly prefer not to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, any sort of, like, you know, if anybody wants to say hi, the time to do that is probably Friday afternoon, evening, night, 
unless you're there earlier in the day, in which case we'll be there. Probably, what, get there midday Friday sometime, like noonish. I feel like that's when we usually get there. Well, you may be there Thursday, you said. I might be there Thursday, so. I would, yeah, if I left Friday, I would get there at noonish or a little before. I think that's about, yeah, when I usually get there. So there should be a couple episodes between now and then. I imagine at least one. But. Not two. Real quick question. Is there anything that you have on your absolute must-do list, like this trip Got to do this. I know I, I ask this every time, and the answer is always just gamble. There are a couple of new things, though. Sportsbook at the Wild Wild West should be open. Mm-hmm. We haven't been to the Tennessee Avenue Beaver Hall. I, I would like to do, yeah. Some te- isn't there, there's another beret or whatever, the bar? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be cool to do some of that stuff. Yeah, I'd like to Go do some of the orange line stuff. Do for a win, favorite, Piccolilli. I I feel like I need I owe Piccolilli another chance. Cause I, oh, really? I wasn't, you know, I wasn't so high on the wings. Kind of. No, I, mean, I, I feel I definitely feel like, like I need to go again because I wasn't so high on the wings and I've been meaning to give it another shot because I feel like I feel like I went in with super high expectations and it, and I thought it was fine but maybe I need to go back and and recalibrate at like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think that's, that's a good idea. So the only time to go. Keep an eye on our Twitter and all that stuff. Facebook group. We'll probably talk more about it uh, next episodes. I'm sure it will come up. Mm-hmm. What about the news? News, news, news. Well, I mean, I think the first piece of news, you're the only one who can do it justice. It's a sad day, really, that I have to announce this. Um, there is no episode 100. <laughs> yeah. The podcast is canceled because of this news, which is that Serial Town at Ocean has closed. Jim from New York. Uh, excellent Twitter follow, Chauncey W-O-V, uh, on the Twitters. Tweeted a picture of the closed-up serial town as they have removed most of the fixtures and, and taken tables and, and benches out of there. I mean, who would have imagined that that was not going to work out? I don't think anyone saw this coming. Truly no one looked at the concept and said, this can't work. <laughs> uh, so I, as I, as I said... Do you know what the problem was? No Prince of Monaco cereal. <laughs> right. So I, so I, that kind of, you know, there was some of the reaction on, on Twitter and Facebook that was sort of like, well, duh, this is a terrible concept for a casino. I never thought, I mean, I was actually excited about it. It was not feigning excitement, like just putting on oh, a show. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. You were, on, you were all in. <laughs> but, yeah, it should have been exciting cereal, different stuff that you can't get anywhere. So I was like, I was excited about the idea. I thought it could work. And then when I saw them starting to install stuff and it was just like the Hilton Continental Breakfast, like cereal tubes, I was starting to get nervous. And then when I saw the pricing, I was like, this thing's doomed because you can't have that little excitement and also charge $9 a bowl of cereal or whatever it was. I think it was even more than that. Uh, So I'm not really surprised it failed, especially once we saw the pictures of no one in the place. But I am disappointed. You, I'm guessing, don't share my disappointment. I am... No, not really. I mean... No. I don't have anything to say. I mean, it would probably be... It was always going to happen. As disappointed as I am, you know, I'm not really that disappointed because the execution was not great. Like, I went to Ocean and didn't go to Serial Town. So that should tell you all you need to know about the sort of failure between concept and actual realization. So, so what's what's going to happen, though, Craig? Because I know you and Julian had a bet on the NHL Finals last season. Right. So as many of you know, 
the Washington Capitals beat the Las Vegas NHL Knights. champion Washington Capitals yes. for another couple of weeks. Yeah, for another couple of weeks. Uh, Won the Stanley Cup against the Vegas Golden Knights, and Julian of the Vegas Confessions podcast bet me before the series started a bowl of cereal at Cereal Town. Uh, he thought that Vegas would win. I didn't actually think the Capitals would win, but I was willing to make a bet. And so I won, as it turned out, and he owed me a bowl of cereal, and we never were able to meet up and make that happen. So John B., second straight episode, he's been mentioned. Podcast MVP. Podcast, MVP. yeah. Uh, Not just our podcast, just all podcast MVP. Correct. Along all podcasts that exist. <laughs> Not just all. Yeah. Um, so he asked if the bet was still outstanding, just, you know, because you got to get a ruling on that. And and uh, Julian said that yes, and Eric Rosenthal, friend of the podcast, said just to give a gift card. But I don't think it would be as satisfying as sitting across no. from another grown-ass man eating a bowl of cereal. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Uh, and that is, I mean, definitely can't. Uh, we can can't recreate the magic. N- next time you two guys are in the same place, someone needs to just buy some milk and a box of cereal, and you two guys can, you know, the loser needs to do that, and you two guys can just sit across the desk from each other and eat it. Yeah. I mean, for the price of Cereal Town, he could just buy me a gallon of milk and like four boxes of Captain right. Crunch, right? Um, oops, all berries, if you're listening, Julian. You're just an awful human being. I don't think I've ever eaten oops all berries in my <laughs> life. <laughs> fruity pebbles, though. I've eaten a lot of fruity pebbles in my life mm-hmm. as an adult. Uh, anyways, that's the Serial Town news. It's sad. Yeah. And in other sad news, for me especially, given that I always want to milk you for $100 of Crafty Crab, <laughs> it is now closed. Uh, we don't know when. We don't know why. But... I was talking to Craig about it a few weeks ago, and you just happened to look it up and said it is no longer on the website and confirmed it is permanently closed. Yeah, gone. So no more Crafty Crab. No more opportunity for me to get $100 of Crafty Crab from you. Uh, It was never on the list, by the way. It was never on the Diamond Celebration Dinner list. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's good boardwalk location. You'd think it's not going to be closed for the summer with a bunch of people walking up and down the boardwalk. So we'll see what goes there, but... I'll note what is enclosed. Guys. Guys. Real deal barbecue right here on the boardwalk. I bet you really dig on some... (laughs) Mac and cheese. Some ribs and an ice cold beer right now. I could. I really could. Uh, So what about new stuff? There's been some new stuff. Some. Yeah. So first, the Landshark Bar at Resorts, which Do For A Win recommends if you hate your life and want to have horrifically overpriced, terrible food. (laughs) Uh, opened the Fins Bar on May 16th. Basically a new outdoor patio attached to the boardwalk with fire pits. Yeah, I don't understand how that... I mean, it's, an, it's just an expansion of the Landshark Bar. It's fine. I mean, good concept. Add so more do stuff. for a win recommends. You can, you can shorten that to do for a win recommends Landshark Bar. Um, I mean, honestly, like, as far as a place to just sit out on the patio and, and have a crappy beer, like, that's fine. I'm, I expect... This part of it will be very popular because it's like boardwalk adjacent seating that's a little nicer than the Steel Pier pub. Uh, but but I, I, you know, I don't have a too much interest in Landshark. I, by all measures, it seems to be doing quite well. Um, I mean, the fire pits is a good idea. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably no, a good no. idea. It's probably a great that's, idea. It's just not. That is, honestly, fire pits, I think, are, are cool. I think it is a good idea. It, it would make me go and have a beer at Landshark. And yeah. I don't know if you could tell from my earlier statement, but I would not be 
highly disposed to going back to Landshark under normal circumstances. So you have also been to Landshark, as have I. Yes. Yeah, not great. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, Do for a win recommends if you want some bad overpriced food that won't make you hate your life quite as much. Chickies and Pete's. Chickies and Pete's. (laughs) Chickies and Pete's is not bad or overpriced. I feel like I have to defend the honor of Chickies and Pete's. Anyways. (laughs) As you are contractually obligated to do. Speaking of fire pits. Speaking of contractual obligations, Ocean has turned uh, is turned on their fire pits that are out on the patio on the eleventh floor, uh, which I thought was just ridiculous that they didn't under previous ownership. So now they tweeted that those are running every night, which is cool. That was always a cool feature of that property. Uh, and Ocean is also getting a wine and liquor store in the shopping area, uh, thanks to Megan Kay, who posted that in the Everything AC Casinos group. Uh, there, you know, several other casinos have wine and liquor stores, resorts, Caesars that I know of. Does this do anything for you? Wine and liquor store? I'm just heartbroken that Megan K would post that and everything AC instead of do for a win. Frankly, a Maybe she didn't want to I wait for approval. Got hung up on that and I didn't hear anything else you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. I thought we had a better relationship than that, but that's fine. <laughs> This is how we get even fewer people to post <laughs> in the Facebook group. <laughs> Instead of selling six seats to our arena show, yeah. we will now be selling five. Yeah. Don't let that dissuade you, uh, future bookers of Two for a Win live events. That's right. So here's the question that I came up with based on <laughs> these two openings, which are, you know, a slight expansion of an existing bar and a wine and liquor store in Ocean. I, you know, it's May. We're two weeks out from, or a week out from Memorial Day. Less than that. I don't know days. I don't know. We're like four days from freaking Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it feels like we haven't got a lot of big announcements about restaurants and stuff opening at the casinos for the summer. So I don't know, like, what's going on? Why did we not get a bunch of openings? Everything's, hey, everything's up, you know, double digits 11 months in a row. What's the deal? I'd guess that casinos... Since things have been fine, I think, in Atlantic City. I mean, certainly not spectacular or anything. They're probably less apt to make changes. And whatever budget they have, you know, you mentioned here that, you know, this is from you, but they're putting in sports books to their casinos. A lot of casinos are doing other renovations, so they're not necessarily putting budget towards renovating and opening up new restaurants on their properties. Yeah, I mean, my guess is most of it, you know, when... Wild World West is putting in a giant sports book uh, that's obviously, you know, Bally's Caesars Harris money. Uh, Harris is building a new sports book. Borgata's putting in a permanent sports book. Uh, Tropicana, Golden Nugget. Uh, who else? Resorts have already put in permanent sports books. Ocean. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, that's all probably more important to the casinos right now than adding another restaurant or, you know, shuffling around the restaurant offerings. But yeah, it is kind of funny to me that it felt like the last couple summers, it was all about new restaurants. And, you know, a few summers ago, it was Jose Garcia's stuff at Tropicana. And then I think last summer, it was what that Michael Simon restaurant, Angeline at Borgata. Uh, and then this summer, it just feels like we haven't heard, heard that much, but, um, who knows? I mean, that stuff usually happens in the fall and winter anyway. So it's it just popped into my head now that like, hey, yeah, we didn't hear about a ton of new openings. And, you know, if I'm forgetting something totally obvious that we've talked about five months ago, let me know. And be like, hey, you're an idiot. Actually, this great thing opened. But um, 
I don't know. I mean, Gordon Ramsay Steak, I guess, opened at Harris. Is that a thing that happened? That, that sounds right. So that that was, you when, know, I think since last time. When's the last time we've been to Harris? Oh, it's been a long time because I haven't been since I, I got taken for my $25 since they came down and they were like, Diane, this oh, guy says you were $25. And that was like right. two years ago. It was a long time. So we haven't been to Harris in, in you know, a couple of years, right? But I was listening to, I think it was the latest episode of Vegas Confessions where they do a segment called Bucket or Fuck It, and they did one on Atlantic City. And one of the listener suggestions was... Oh, yeah. This is Mike C. The Yes, Mike C. Also Mike C, of the MVP podcast. of Do For A Win uh, forums. Uh, asked it... Facebook group, not forums. Do, do you have to or can you skip the shit show parade after pool after dark or like late night parade yes. after pool pool after dark just in never, that hallway it's spectacular right so i i think not only 100 percent bucket have to do it just sit out there at 132 in the morning eating a slice of pizza i mean thing. we we literally did exactly that a couple of years ago right when we were oh, having absolutely. some yes. we were in drunk. our do ac mugs we were having the whatever the harris concoction was yes just watching the spectacle Eating, eating some bad pizza. and eating some uh, awful pizza. It was pre-whatever they have now, pin-up pizza or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like Harrah's brand pizza. Yeah. And not only that, you know, I've had no interest in going to Harrah's since my bad experience at the Pico tiles table. It made me want to go to Harrah's. It made me be like, you know what, that is, a, it's, that, it is totally worth going and seeing. And I, I mean, I, yeah, it's good. It's amazing. Uh, but also, go listen to that episode for the rest of yeah, their n- Never their, has their someone distilled down the essence of a casino as much as I think Mike C. did for Harris. <laughs> yes, in that absolutely. Because that is literally the reason to go to Harris. <laughs> There's no other reason. Unless really, you enjoy getting your money stolen by... The eye in the sky. The eye in the sky. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, boy. Okay. Uh, what about other news? So... Hera's the MVP of Do For A Win Episode 1. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Episode 1 was like a trip yeah, report. Yeah, Episode 1 was our trip report. Like a two-month-old trip report. Yeah. From Harris for your bachelor party. Oh, no, not it's bachelor. Pre- before your baby was born? Or was it bachelor? No, baby. I went to, we went to Vegas for my bachelor party. Remember? Oh, we? yeah, duh, of course. Yeah, that was also like five years, four years before the podcast. I have no Three idea. years. Yeah, we haven't been to Vegas since the podcast started. And I will continue not going to Vegas. So bad. So bad. Um, okay. Speaking of demerits, you get demerits. Uh, so. <laughs> Me and Megan K are the demerits bucket. CRDA is giving. Shark. <laughs> I have in here a thousand more dollars. Clearly, it is a hundred thousand more dollars. That is not correct. <laughs> so the CRDA is giving a hundred thousand more dollars to the Atlantic City Air Show, which will now add an opening ceremony. Uh, the night before the show. So it used to just be all contained in one day. Now it's going to have Monday, August 19th, a opening ceremony, I think, with the Army Golden Knights uh, doing an evening show. Uh, it was yes. unclear to me if the evening show by the Army Golden Knights was to open the show or to end the show. Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. Uh, which actually they got, I think, I don't know if they got sued over that by the Army or at least got chastised. But anyways, uh the actual full show is Tuesday, August 20th. This, I think, based on the article, Michelle Brunetti Post article in the Press of AC, almost triples the CRDA funding for the event. goes from 52-something thousand to 152,000. So that's a pretty significant increase from them. Uh, the 
Chairman of the CRDA board, Robert Mulcahy, I'm assuming that's pronounced right, says the show has a $45 million economic impact on the city. So we've never gone to the air show. We know listeners uh, go to the air oh, show and are very excited it's about it. It's huge business for sure. Yeah. So good to see this, uh, you know, getting some more investment. It's midweek. It is summer, but midweek and seems to, to get a lot of people excited to go on a Monday and Tuesday. So good to see. Yeah. No. Fantastic. What else? Uh, should I just go on this one? Since you should, you should go listened. on this one. Sure, one that actually listened to it. <laughs> uh, so uh, Frank Morano's morning show, uh, Morano in the morning. Yes. where you have been a guest. Correct. Um, Bart Blatstein went on that show and mentioned that they hope to break ground on the casino this summer, which is something we've talked about. And I think what we have a bet that it would. I said it would be done by summer 2020. Is that right? Uh, well, we said that it was going to. Our bet is for by the end of 2020, but yeah. By the end of 2020. Yes. Okay. By January 1st, 2021. So, so Bart Blatstein said that they will break ground this summer and be done a year from groundbreaking, which there should you be go. summer 2020. It's the easiest 50 bucks you've ever made. Um, he did not sell it to me, I would say, uh, but in the interview. <laughs> he said it. He wouldn't lie. Yeah, it was it was an interesting interview just in terms of sort of the stuff that he said about buying the property and seeing it as an investment. <laughs> right. You had you had mentioned on GChat to me that while you were listening to it, that he had been asked why he's confident in the future of Atlantic City and he said he was confident because he got it at a good price. Right, yeah. So Which That's not really what you want to <laughs> answer the question. Right. Um yeah, so I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know about all that, but he he did sort of say like, oh, there's a room for, there's room in that adjacent lot for a large casino, and then he was very quickly like, well, I won't say a large casino, <laughs> um, but it is worth li- listening to. I'll link to it in the show notes uh, to Miranda in the morning, and it's an interesting interview. He did say they're profitable, so good. I mean, so I don't does, know if I believe so him, does Ocean. Yeah, right. Cash flow positive. They never said they were profitable. They said they were, well, profitable this month. But. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be profitable this month. All right. So MGM has announced plans to build the M Residences, a 200-unit luxury condo development in the Marina District. Uh, this is from a story by David Danzis of the Press of Atlantic City. Uh, this is a joint project with, I won't even try to pronounce that name, <laughs> development. Uh, we'll go Borai. In, let's, do, let's go with Borai. Borai? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Would go on uh, land uh, adjacent to the Gold Nugget in the marina. It needs approval from the Army Corps of Engineers because they own a lot of that property around the marina, correct? Just same same thing with uh, Gardner's Basin when they had uh, all the little knickknack sheds shut down. That was the Army Corps of Engineers as well, right? Or no, some that federal... Was, yeah, that was a federal thing related to mm-hmm. the... How they could use that federal land. I think it was related to the Green Acres funding that went to uh, building up Gardner's Basin, and so they said that that wasn't fitting with the Green Acres funding that they got. So, so is this approval just for flood reasons, or yeah, I'm assuming it's because it's right on the water, and the Army Corps, mm. Corps of Engineers has okay. to approve for flood reasons. So, not necessarily like ownership reasons, but for like environmental reasons. It seems like the the sort of blowback that's come after this is like there. This is like the earliest, earliest stages of the plans, and. If you're like betting on this to actually happen, maybe don't bet on it (laughs) because it seems like they're looking for some tax incentives from the state uh, to to, like push this toward the finish line. And 
I don't know. It's sort of like risk-free to announce something like this, right? But I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. But at first it was like, wow, this is so out of the blue and they're going to build luxury condos and crazy to actually think that there's going to be something other than casinos out on the marinas, marina district. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. That's it. That's all I have to say. About Sorry, it. I was drinking beer. But uh, I think this is a good good idea. I'm almost out here. Yeah, it's very sad. Luckily, we're almost out of episode, so I think you can make it. Mm, I don't know. So finally, the moment that you've all been waiting for, Which, April revenue numbers. Should we save this for episode 100? <laughs> Maybe this should just be episode 100. Yeah. We can stretch this out over four hours. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to give a brief overview of, of April and then I'll kind of give my quick thoughts? So, I mean, it was another gain... I think another double-digit gain if you include the online and, and sports wagering, but in the actual brick-and-mortar casinos, it was uh, only 8.45% year-over-year. We've seen more like 15-plus percent uh, the last, what, two months? So this is a, a big dip from that. The month-over-month month numbers are pretty bad, but not too surprising because I think the... Uh, previous month march was a five week month so not really worth getting into that too much but i don't know like the 8.5 percent up year over year brick and mortar was not great to me like that, that doesn't seem, really seem fantastic i mean there was an extra weekend day in 2018 but i feel like that doesn't necessarily account for all that um so yeah i mean it's it's another one of those things where all the articles are like another month of double digit gains but i i hate to be all downer about it but I, uh, these numbers did not look great to me at all no, I, I don't think it's great. It's also one month. I'm not super concerned about it. Uh, you know, Q1 it was 13.5% more or less. I think that's pretty reasonable, honestly, considering two new casinos have opened. I think everyone would have been pretty pleased with that. Uh, I mean, we'll see what the next couple months bring, but I'm not super concerned at this point. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of thinking, like, oh, well, April spring break, you should bring in people for that. But I'm going to guess people, you know, spring breakers don't really go to Atlantic City so much, I'm going to guess. And families who have their kids no. off for spring break also aren't taking their kids to Atlantic City. It's so, not a good – it's not like March <laughs> in Atlantic City is a great place to lay on the beach. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to guess, uh, you know, May and June will be much more important. I'm going yes. to guess that, Kyle. I'm just going to guess. We have no prior knowledge that, of yeah. what drives Atlantic City. No. Uh, so, I mean, I, I was a little disappointed by the numbers. Some of the big year-over-year drops were uh, resorts down 25.6%, a Golden Nugget down 23.4%, Caesars down 239 almost 24 So that those are pretty big declines. Um, you know, again, we see the CET properties not doing well. Uh, although, you know, Bally's only down 7%. That's, it's almost like a win for them, right? Only down 7%. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not great, but I, I don't really have too much else about it because I think yeah, people are probably saving their, their trips for the summer. No, I mean, this year has been like January and April have been like so-so months. February and March have been pretty good. So let's see what, what May and June bring. It'll kind of give us some extra clarity in the situation. And I don't know. It's fine. 
So, so one thing I wanted to point it's out. It's not though, horrible. Uh, so the only property up year over year was Borgata. But on, only two properties were up month over month. Harris. And Bor- Borgata had a, just an awful April last right. year. So. <laughs> uh, so Harris was up month over month. And Ocean was up 0.06% month over month. Which is, is nothing to write home about except when everybody else is losing, you know, 5, 12, 14. You know, breaking even is pretty good. And it moves them into 7th out of 9 because they are now ahead of Bally's and Resorts. So it makes so makes me wonder, Very also very close to uh, Golden Nugget this month. Are we in a situation now where Bally's and Resorts are just going to come in 8th and ninth all the time and Ocean is not going to come in last? If uh, – I'd like to see May and June, but I – if what we've been hearing out of Ocean is true, yeah, I think that's probably the case. I think Bally's and Resorts are clearly the two lowest performing casinos. Uh, if in a world where Ocean is doing – well, still quite bad, but not – historically awful yeah i mean it's i'd like to say it's good for them but you know i've said before they don't actually care about the rankings right like they care about the revenue money (laughs) and so it's they're also in a position where bad luck is going to change that order a decent amount right Um, it's gonna i think i think ocean will be better they're not gonna have a 15 million dollar july like they had last year a month they were open the entire month for right i mean that's like unspeakably awful yeah i'm i i think the like june and july for ocean are gonna be i don't want to say make or break but at the very least they'll be extremely interesting compared to last year when they were open um you know all of july and just really their first full month 15 million dollars and did really poorly i mean we were just aghast when that number came out uh i mean that's that's so unspeakably bad um so but if we can see some nice gains year over year from then i think that's a real reason to be optimistic that they're starting to attract players and the word's getting out that it's a really nice property so uh yeah i look forward to you know even may i feel like is not going to tell us a whole lot but um keep listening to the podcast yeah. Don't just skip that whole thing when we talk about May <laughs> a month from now. Uh, so, I don't know. Anything else about the data? I don't think there's too much no, to say. I don't think there's too much else. So, do you how, are we gonna have, talk? how are we going to fill a four-hour episode of data if we can't even... Oh, I mean, we could, like, open up the report, go through it. We could. I could do some dramatic readings. Yeah, talk I mean, about I would listen I, to that all day. So Yeah. Our listeners have shown nothing else. You know, they care about a deep dive into the numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's worth mentioning, like, resorts. Ocean is is bigger machine-wise, like, in terms of number of machines than Bally's or resorts. <laughs> so, and and I think gold, much bigger than Golden Nugget. So the fact that it's in around with those is not a great thing for them. But we knew that already. Like, we knew that it wasn't great for them. <laughs> no. um, so at this point, they're just trying to, you know, make do, start improving, show improvement. But, yeah, that's that. Cool. All right. So uh, thank you guys very much for listening this episode and the last 99 episodes. If you want to talk to any of us or if you want to know which Atlantic City Facebook group to post your post to, you should do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Do for a win. Uh, you can find all of our great content at doforwin.com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Definitely not YouTube. 
Uh, you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin. Send questions to Craig at do for a win at gmail.com. And uh, I don't know. Any last words, Craig? So I, we should probably at some point actually figure out what's going on for episode 100. Maybe. Or we could just do a regular ass episode. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If you guys have any good suggestions, let Craig know. Yeah. We might be able to make it happen. I welcome any suggestion. I may ignore it completely. I've had some ideas and then I've started to try to figure out how they would work and been like, no, that's actually a terrible idea. So I don't know. I got nothing. (laughs) Among the closing events of the week in the round of gaiety, it was a brilliant assemblage of elegantly gowned women and galleon escorts at the Boscobel. After her musical there, it was a pretty little dance in honor of Miss Annetta London King, a handsome young lady, well-known in Washington's swagger set. I want to be well-known in Washington's swagger set. Well, <laughs> in 1899, you would have had a chance. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to go read the rest of this page. <laughs> I don't know about you. I mean, this will be in the show notes, right, Greg? You would not let us down, and not link to this no let me go just paste that link right now into the show into the show notes so i don't forget it <laughs> well like i said thank you guys very much for listening if you do have any suggestions for episode 100 we really don't have any ideas but it's <laughs> it's been a real pleasure for the last 99 episodes and we'll hope to to make it even better in the next 99 The vaudeville concerts at the Auditorium Pier are not surpassed in Philadelphia or New York. Manager Starling has secured the best talent that money can procure, and the bill for the coming week is the strongest of the season. Do you think he said that every week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I am not as sure of anything in the entire world as that this, this article was exactly the same with different names every single week.